Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wu Wings, a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your Uber Eats or Postmates app. Wu Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama, with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion. Tell them, Nate. Wings! Legendary flavors! World championship wings! Woo! Woo wings! Yeah! Woo woo! If you could change one thing about your home, what would it be? A new kitchen, a new master bath, maybe put in a pool. What if you could do it with no money out of pocket and cheaper monthly payments? Savewithconrad.com can help, and you can even skip your next two house payments. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender, savewithconrad.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Welcome to WHW Monday. Tony Schiavone and Conrad Thompson. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony and Friends thought they win, look Shivani's back again. World title split off, center stage, Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro, New World Order, and The Crow. Under Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny Mac, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad, not your classy podcast. Watch a long try not to laugh, lowest rules cat back. This wasn't the initial plan, Tom Zing's a good looking man. Quondike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, come over here. What happened, Win? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring, and here's your co-host, Hey Hey. 
Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? I am the best I've ever been in my life. Really? No, but thanks for asking. Well, you know what? <laughs> I had a feeling. What we're most in, in, in interested in today, though, Tony, is how is Lois, and specifically, how is Tony's mom? That's, uh, that's one of the reasons I'm not doing a hundred percent. Okay. That is, uh, uh, she had this shoulder surgery right. and, and then she got a, she gets one every year, a summer cold. Oh, damn it. You, you get summer colds. You ever gotten? Yeah. One of those? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So she's her, her, uh, she's tested negative, but, uh, as far as COVID is concerned and, uh, but she's just congested and she's running a low grade fever. And, uh, then she's got the arm in a sling. And so, uh, no fun. No, it's not, it's not fun. It's not, it's not fun at all. But then I look and I'm thinking, you know what? We are both getting up there yeah. and maybe this is what I'm destined to do the rest of my life is have to have to help her around with her health. So. Well, that's sweet of you, Tony. Everybody needs a Tony in their life. And unfortunately there's not enough for you to go around. There is thanks to blue Chew. Just kidding. Uh, how's she doing shoulder wise though? I mean, is her arm feeling better? Is she starting yeah. to feel she's never had that, that terrible <clears throat> pain that's awesome. that I thought she would have. She, her arm. Uh, and of course now she's no longer on Percocet and, uh, and Oxycontin. Uh, -oh. uh, she's, she's no longer on that. I had her, I had her on both. She's on tramadol. Oh, okay. Which is really a, you know, it's not either one of those much less threatening, much less <laughs> yeah. risky, blah, 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 blah. But she's never had the real pain that she had when, when her, before her shoulder hurt, right? That was the real pain. So I think she's going to be okay. I think she's going to be fine. Get over the cold and, uh, maybe we can go, go back out and start doing some things. I had a, I had a chance to go to, uh, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, pregame or preseason game, and um, a bunch of AEW people are going to be there, and we're going to be there, and wanted me to go, and I just I couldn't do it. I couldn't, you know, couldn't say, "Hey, sweetheart, how you doing? Oh, you're sick? Okay, I'm going to go to a football game." Right. I I couldn't do anything like that. So, <clears throat> other than that, uh, life is good, man. Life is great. Uh, Enjoying my job, enjoying my new responsibilities of the company. They are uh, challenging, but th those are challenges that I readily accepted when I, when I took the job and uh, I'm seeing a whole new part of, uh, wrestling and wrestlers, um, that I didn't see before. So mostly fun. Yeah, I think so. Good. Yeah. There's, there's some challenges as you know, and of course the internet is going crazy about, uh, this or that or whatever, this or that. <clears throat> and I'm not going to get into it because no. I, I'm going to tell you this right now. Things are not as bad as bullshit people on the, on the internet would say, right? Not even, not even close to it. It's never that way though. Yeah. And we've got some things in place now that I think are going to make us better than ever. So there you go. There's my AW update. <clears throat> All you uh, stooges who uh, write your website set. No one really reads unless you put something on social media. You can close your laptops up right now and go do something else. Well, Shivani didn't say anything this week. Click. 
I'm done. Well, we're gonna talk. We're gonna say a lot of things actually today, <clears throat> but we're gonna be talking about an old school clash of the champions. The very last one. It's the end of an era. You might even say this one went down in August of 1997. It's Clash 35. Meltzer would say right after it was done. Currently, we've heard no official word that the August 21st 35th clash in a history dating more back more than nine years would be the last one. But with Nitro, a two hour live weekly show, almost making the clash obsolete, doing a second live show should finish the deal because if WCW goes through with its plans of two clash specials in 98, it would mean during those weeks, it would have three nights of primetime wrestling. If it turns out the final clash, it'll probably be remembered by one of those unfortunate screwed up angles that only seems to happen at clashes. We'll talk about that later, (laughs) but it is interesting to think about, you know, what a big opportunity the clash was. And you and I've talked about this a lot. The very first one made sting and went head to head with WrestleMania four, which was the crowning of the macho man and Ric Flair helped make sting on the other channel for free all kinds of viewing records for that. And you guys were off to the races and it became a big part of what you were doing almost like, and bear with me here, Tony, the WCW version of Saturday night's main event. What do you think of that? Uh, yeah, it, it, I guess it was, but it was, it was a bigger channel. It was a bigger time slot. It was a bigger time, blah, 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 blah. But of course I felt like we got better wrestling on this than we would on a Saturday night's main event. Saturday night's main event was certainly more pomp and circumstance, but here at the end of 97, you guys are talking a lot about, Hey, is there going to be a second show? And of course we know the answer is yes. And it's coming in January and it's going to be thunder. Mm. So now with two hours or three hours, rather live on TNT for nitro and now two hours for thunder, that gives you five hours of programming a week which we knew way back in 1998 was too much yet WWE's doing it today. Now the difference being WWE's getting a ton of television rights. That was not necessarily the case here for WCW. So this is the last clash man. And of all places, it's a place you and I just were very recently. The Nashville municipal auditorium. There's only 4,122 people there paying 75,000 bucks. And Meltzer said that was very disappointing despite heavy local promotion. And the show did a 3.64 rating, which is pretty healthy, but still, this is it for the clash of the champions. Kind of bittersweet, huh? You know, <clears throat> I remember thinking back then, uh, no, it's not. You didn't think that was the end? No, I didn't think it was. I didn't think there was, there was no bittersweet. You were me. just, you were just glad it was over. Glad it was over. Yeah. And you know, the, the clash was again. It started during the Jim Crockett promotion era. Yeah. And we would name the clash of the champions. We would give them special names like Miami mayhem or whatever, whatever. Yeah. Dixie dynamite. Some of those things. And then we seasons beatings. Yeah, that's right. We, uh, we, we ceased to, uh, boy, I think I got Lois. You get Lois's cold. You get your mom's cold. Anyway, uh, sorry about that. I, I would, but I, uh, but then that we stopped naming them because we didn't really give a shit about them. And, uh, they were just a pain in the ass to do. They really were. Isn't it interesting when you stop caring about them? So do the fans. How about that? Isn't that something? 
I mean, when, when, when treat it like it's a big deal, it's a big deal. When it's just another fucking wrestling show, nobody cares. Mm -hmm. That's right. So let that be a lesson to you. And boys and girls, you just missed the greatest thing in the history of what happened. When we took a brief time out, bug entered the room. Tony got all excited and said, Oh, where's the bug? Where are you been? And a voice in the background said downstairs with your mom. Hello, Shivani. Still making podcast hits all these years later. And the biggity bug is in his home. He's ready. <laughs> Downstairs. That's a great line. Your mom. <laughs> That's a great line. By the way, I should mention, mm. I won't say any names, but mm. someone has decided to make a variant of the now famous lowest rules t-shirt. Mm -hmm. It's available now uh, over <laughs> at uh, adfreecares.com. Don't forget whenever you pick up a t-shirt. From adfreecares.com. Not only does it support your favorite show, because you're going to be sporting one of your favorite podcast t-shirts around, but Tony and I don't keep a single nickel. Every penny of it goes directly to St. Jude's. And right now we're happy to say that allegedly over at adfreecares.com, you'll see a shirt that says Tony's mom rules, Wow, which really is an all time. <clears throat> great gag mm -hmm. to me, but. I can't imagine that it went over very well in your neck of the woods. It did not. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. That's all right. Here's you take the good with the bad in my life. I mean, it was funny. <laughs> hilarious. And it's going to be hilarious for years to come <laughs> at Christmas and at Thanksgiving and at family gatherings and birthdays. Dude, at Christmas, especially because you'll be able to give her gifts where on the little label, mm -hmm. who is it to Tony's mom? <laughs> I love it. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring twenties with new chapters added every week. The excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Well, without any further ado, get your cack out. Fire it up. Clash of the Champions 35, or as they like to call it, Season 10, Episode 2 of Clash of the Champions. That's Season 10, Episode 2, Clash of the Champions 35. We're getting in our way back machine to August 21st, 1997, 25 years ago, just a few days ago. Tony, I'm ready on my end. I think we have uh, a little bit of a countdown. A little bit of a countdown. Here we go. You know it's all about your money. WCW presents Clash of the Champions live 
from Nashville, Tennessee. DDP and Lex Luger team up to form a united front against Scott Hall and Randy Savage of the NWO. Kurt Hennig, still claiming to be a free agent, will hook up with Ric Flair of the Four Horsemen to battle NWO Band Boy 6 and Conan. The first of three titles go on the line. United States title is up for grabs as Jeff Jarrett, former horseman, takes on ex-football sensation Steve Mongo McMichaels. Deborah McMichaels standing by her new man, Jeff Jarrett, in wild eight-man tag action. Super Colo, to Guerrera, Liz Mark Jr. and Hector Garza square off against Psychosis, Viano 4, Viano 5, and Silver King. Lucha Libre rules. Raven takes revenge on longtime friend and associate Stevie Richards in a grudge match to set the record straight. Newly crowned champion, the young lion Chris Jericho defends his cruiserweight title against the bitter Eddie Guerrero. Former cruiserweight champion Alex Wright goes for the gold again as Ultimate Dragon puts his TV championship belt on the line. All of this next on Clash of the Champions. And World Championship Wrestling, where the big boys play. And Superstation TBS welcome you to the Clash of the Champions. We come to you live from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee. Where a capacity. How, how much do you think he spent on Pyro right there? If you had to guess. Oh my God, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what the. the uh, it was. Uh, it was five figures. The gate is 74,000. Yeah. Right. Think about that. So you spent yeah, a right. seventh on fireworks. Mm-hmm. Look at no, dusty probably- all black, man. Johnny cash over there. Yeah. Wow. Uh, we, we actually look pretty sharp there. All three of them. I was going to say, I mean, this might be yeah. legitimately one of y'all's better looks. I guess if you know, it's the clash of the champions, this is the funeral yeah. for the clash. You get dressed up, right? Right. The background looks pretty good there for we, uh, looks like we have a lot. It looks like we're sold out. Oh yeah. It looks full. It looks yeah. nice. what do you think yeah. of this set where, where you can, the announcer's desk has the crowd as the backdrop. Do you like that? Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a pretty good look to that. I mean, I think it looks cool, but as a guy who's sitting in the chair, would you prefer to be ringside or no, okay. no, no, no. No, I, I, but I prefer to face like we're doing now, you know, we got our, you want to face the action. That's right. I got you. Um, and we were, we basically had our back to the action there, but I mean, I think the old rule of thumb, at least once upon a time was, oh, let's track this you have between right now and this Thursday, August 21st, the night of the clash of the champions on TBS from Nashville to come forward and to talk to me and tell me what it is you want. Mm. There you go. Let him go right through the crowd without any. Man, it's turn, buddy. Mm. Wait a minute, don't touch 
J.J. Dillon. Well, the chant of Hogan, it's very apparent what Sting wants. And I think by this time, James J. Dillon knows as well, guys. Tonight is the deadline for Sting. I think he's already answered that deadline. I'm looking forward to seeing if tonight that match that Sting wants, that the world wants, can finally be signed, Brain. So there you go. The idea is we're supposed to find out from Sting's mouth what does he want? Come talk to me. Of course, as you saw, he jumped over the rail, came through the crowd, jumps over the rail, and then starts pointing to signs that say, JJ sting wants Hogan and the whole crowd's chanting Hogan. So we know that's what he wants, but he's supposed to deliver a message by the end of today. And that's where Meltzer says, maybe some of this stuff didn't go exactly as planned. And here he comes. Now the guy I used to hate boy in this era, he was the human fast forward button. He just had so much heat or just hated him. And then I got a little older and realized, well, I was a dumbass. That was kind of his job. Right? Exactly. He was supposed to make me hate him and it worked. That was a great moment with sting coming out. Wasn't it? It was, it was a big moment. I mean, the whole crowd was into it. You know, this whole strong silent thing has been going on really since the prior September. So we're 11 months in to this crow sting angle. Mm-hmm. And it's really heating up right now. I mean, it really, when you look back at the story of WCW, it's got to be the best story of all. I know everyone gravitates to the NWO, and I get that. But the NWO never really had a clear ending, it just sort of went away. Mm-hmm. Whereas this thing with Hogan and, and Sting built to a head, and it took over a year to get there. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. What, what did we do with it? Set all kinds of records, made a bunch of money and then yeah. <clears throat> drop the ball eh. and then drop the ball. I think it's the biggest ball drop ever. No, the biggest ball drop ever is the, uh, the invasion angle WCW into the WWE. That that's mm-hmm. the biggest ball. Drop. <clears throat> I, uh, yeah. I heard Eric say, and I, I'm, I heard Eric, uh, talk about when, uh, we were in Norfolk and oh, they yeah. brought DX over. Yeah. That he should have let open the doors and let them in. Yeah. That'd have been, wouldn't have been something calling their bro. Would have been unbelievable. Cause yeah. what would they have done? You got Haku on the inside. Right. Well, not only that, it would have put a lot more eyes on our show. Absolutely. Everyone would have changed the channel. Right. <clears throat> And that's the thing that you guys are already winning there. Yeah. So yeah, right. We got Haku there. <laughs> I'm just saying just, yeah, no, Hey, we got some visitors back here. We'd like to you to get rid of no problem. How many? Yeah. Point to okay. them. Okay. Yeah. All at the same oh. time or one at a time. What would you prefer? By the way, come in this room. We've got a bottle of Jack Daniels for you first. <laughs> Bam. See you Bam. later. Yeah. 
Well, I can't look at Mongo today without thinking about how his health has declined and the shape that he's in. And yeah, it's just it's a terrible story. And I, I don't want to dwell on it. I don't want us to. Uh... Well, let me say this. I'm putting it together. We're going to have a little thing for Mongo uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks. It's going to be a fundraiser effort uh, because as you and I are recording, he's back in the hospital right now. Mm. And, uh, you know, we want to try to help as much as we can. And if our silly nonsense here can help a little bit, well, count us in by God. Mm. Speaking of our silly nonsense. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, this, uh, first of all, uh, before I get into that, this is the era where Deborah has obviously left her husband, so to speak, and, and gone on with Jeff. And I, and I guess the idea was what, that, uh, she went with him because she was in love with him. I, I can't remember what the, what the deal was, the reason why she turned on her husband. I think she was trying to say that he should be a horseman and he's got something. He should be a part of the team, oh. but the, in reality, in real life, Mongo and Deborah are separating, not right. doing well, got some real problems mm-hmm. and I want to make sure everybody understands that's not to imply that there was any similarities between the whole Kevin Sullivan, Chris Benoit thing. Jeff Jarrett was not involved with Deborah at all, mm-hmm. uh, but it is an on-screen right. pairing. And I guess it is sort of art imitating real life and that Deborah and Mongo were no longer a unit, if you will. Yeah. Which is a shame, but it's part of life. Mm-hmm. The clash of the champions continues after this time out on TBS. That's one thing that the, the announcer that we use, that voice, great announcer, but it just sounded so phony to me. It Especially when he so- was doing the Lucha guys. Right. It sounded fake as fuck. By the way, Valvoline still getting their ad value all this time later. Isn't it something? Meltzer would say this. Since he was doing the job at the end, Jarrett had almost all the offense and did a good job carrying the match. The finish would see McMichael have the sleeper on Jarrett, which was almost his first offensive move of the match. Deborah distracted the ref. Eddie Guerrero came out, and Guerrero went mm-hmm. to hit Steve with the U.S. belt, but he moved, and Jarrett got it instead. McMichael scored the pin. After the match, Deborah went to Steve to congratulate him for winning saying she knew he'd do it all along to portray her as a gold digger wanting to be with whomever held the title. But Steve walked off on her saying it wasn't going to be so easy. One star. Mm, one star. So anyway, I was talking about, uh, speaking of our silly shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, our buddy, Sam and, uh, our security guy. Oh one yeah. Yeah. Greats, yeah. Yeah. One of one of the great guys ever. Absolutely. Truly one of the greatest guys ever. When we were in Grand Rapids, uh, <clears throat> I didn't realize this, but he told me this story recently. He said, I'm going to tell you this story. He said, uh, I was, you know, he's at ringside during the matches all the time. And he said, I was talking to this guy at ringside. who was just a great guy. And he said, Tony, I meant to tell you this story, but I think you and Conrad should know this story that, uh, this guy apparently got, uh, um, My dog's gone. Sorry. Um, Do we need to go okay. look for him? <clears throat> no, no. I, I think uh, I sent a note to Lois. Oh, okay. That he's headed back down. Something. 
He's going to check so, on mom. I got it. Yeah. So anyway, uh, now nah, he's looking for something neat. This guy in uh, in Michigan um, got a, a a virus in his brain and was in a coma. Oh damn! Mm-hmm. Uh, and while he was in a coma, his wife played episodes of What Happened When for him. Oh wow! And it helped bring him back. Man, how how fucking is that, cool is that? It, that's like that's like I and. I, I said you should have got his name because I would I would send him some stuff. Send him yeah. something, yeah. But and uh, he said, you know what? I didn't. So uh, uh, DM me if you're that gentleman there, uh, and I hope whoever DMs me is really that gentleman. Uh, but uh, that's uh, okay. Very good. Uh, what I'm, a story. I'm multi- I'm multitasking here, but anyway, that, that's the story. And, uh, that just, doesn't that make us seem like what we're doing is has worthwhile a lot of value to it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, back when you and I, and there you go, Mongo, man, he got a big reaction there. The first title of this man's career. How about that? Probably in the shortest space of time in this professional sport. Of WCW Pro Wrestling, this man has become United States Heavyweight Champion. This is what I'm talking about. This is the first start of a horseman round, baby. Had to fight through adversity, seen it all coming, kept the play in front of him, went ahead and executed what needed to be done. Now, oh, look at this. time she said i knew you could do start batting those eyes he almost melted let's take you now to gene okerlund all right tony apparently we're in the middle of a little domestic spat here on the clash of the champions on tbs a guy that i've talked to on numerous occasions in recent weeks my guest at this time please nashville welcome alex Wright. boy this should be something by the way, we're in Nashville. Just want to mention it again. As Lawrence Welk would say years ago, thank you, thank you, Bobby and Sissy. Alex Wright, Alex Wright. Okay, you got the mic. Can you lose a shut up? <laughs> we, are, we are in America. Please speak English. I don't want to have to remind you again. Okay, whatever. As allererstes werde ich diesen Gürtel heute Abend für all meine deutschen Fans gewinnen. Hey, hey, hey. English, my friend. I, I'll cut the interview. I got something for you, Gene. You know why they call him Dragon? Because I'm going to carry and drag his butt from one corner of Nashville to the other. Wait, wait a minute. You get it? I, I, you're going to drag the dragon from one end of Nashville to the other. That's why Henny Youngman is still working today, young man. Because I'm the true champion, and everybody out here knows it. You know what I got in common out here? All those people was the ultimate loser. All you people are losers. Thank you very much. I'm not going to continue this any longer. Ladies and gentlemen, later on this show, Alex Wright to meet the ultimate dragon. And stay tuned for more of The Clash here on TBS, live from Nashville. Listen, it would be easy for us to say, boy, that was a terrible segment. And it was, however, 
we probably needed to submit to these fans. Who's a baby face and who's a heel because Ultimo dragon had certainly been both right. And in Nashville, it's the type of crowd that'll just start randomly chanting USA mm-hmm. and neither one of these guys are from the USA. So I understand there's a need to establish. All right. Now y'all, this is the bad guy, but eh, what say you? Yeah. I, uh, what about that interview? Yeah. Just, I mean, is there anything to comment on that at all? Yeah. Gene Oakland's wonderful. That's fantastic. He can ad lib with the best. Henny. That's, that's the reason any young man still has a job. No one knew any Youngman was even back in 97. No, so. they didn't, but he did, but he did. And he made it sound, it just, I don't know. It popped me just having Gene Oakland. You know, it's a good joke when, when you get the, the Tony Schiavone, uh, shoulder shake, if you get the shoulder shake, oh, look at this shit here. Dinner in a movie. Yes. The superstation, the purveyor of the culinary arts. And of course the chef. For dinner and a movie on TBS, my good friend Claude Mann and the host of Dinner and a Movie joining us tonight, Paul Gilmartin. Paul, I understand you're cooking a little something up. We're going to enjoy it later on. That's right, Gene. We're uh, very excited to be out here celebrating uh, Dinner and Movie's third season. We're getting ready to start it, and uh, we're all a part of the Big Turner Time Warner family, and we're, uh, we're very excited to be out here. All right, now, Paul, you're excited about tomorrow night. We've got the Jerk with Steve Martin. Uh, anything in particular that might tie in with the cuisine here tonight? Uh, we're making big jerk chicken, Gene. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be uh, quite an event. I know about jerk chicken. I thank you very much. Tony, let's get back to you. All right, oh, Gene. Thanks a lot. And while Gene is enjoying over there with dinner and a movie, I know you want to say something, Brain. So look, dinner and a movie. Did you ever mm-hmm. enjoy any of the dinner and a movies? Zero. Did you ever watch any of them? No. I watched one and it was one too many. It was not a good show. I have always been like this. And let me say this. Thank God for streaming services. Mm-hmm. I would, I would never watch a movie on TV with commercial breaks. Right. Never. Because they always edited it down and they would put like, try to put like, I don't know, PG 13 or maybe R rated movies on TV, which they would edit. I just think it would be it to me. Movies on regular TV with commercial breaks. Suck a dick. <laughs> Thank you. I do. But, but it, it's also like, uh, it's also like recording and used to find this on Spotify. You don't you really find it much anymore, but you would, you would find, uh, re-recorded songs. Right. You know, so I, it's I, not uh, the original. It's someone not, doing their impression of it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't like that. So no, 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 no. And now thanks to streaming services, you get to see the real movie, which is kind of ironic considering that you have kind of been doing that your whole career, just cosplaying Jim Ross, you know? Yeah, really? Yeah. Gordon Soli before that. Oh, look, take a listen. My terms, no disqualification. By that, he's demanding a no disqualification match, and uh, right now Mickey J is asking Stevie Richards if that's okay with him, and Richards says, "Bring it on." I never understood what kind of relationship they had. So he's telling David Penzer now. Actually, no disqualification, anything goes. All right, all right, there you go. One of those verbal. Bi- 
So here you go. It's Raven finally going to beat up his lackey dancing Stevie Richards. I'm going to go five minutes in one second. Meltzer would say Raven was announced as having had numerous foot operations to explain to him working with a built up shoe, which looks similar to the old loaded boot gimmick. Although it never came into play in this match. Hmm. So they're going to do some big stuff. Uh, but Meltzer says they worked hard in there a lot of time, but neither was really over. And the actual wrestling looked almost backyardish in comparison with most of the other matches on the show star and a quarter. Wow. I'm curious about your take on that because I do get that, you know, Mongo was trained at the power plant. He doesn't know very much. He's going to let Jeff call it all. So Jeff's going to work an old school Memphis style TV match. Yeah. Up next is Alex Wright and Ultimo Dragon. We know those guys are world-class in-ring performers. Then Jericho and Eddie Guerrero. Then the Lucha match. Then Flair and Kurt with Conan and Six. And I mean, there's a lot of big traditional style talent. And now you've got, you know, these guys who are fresh off of ECW, and they're certainly going for like the grunge look. I mean, that's a part of of Raven's persona, and. You know, even Stevie, he's not wearing traditional wrestling gear. He's got cut off jeans. You might even say Daisy Dukes. I wouldn't, but some might. And then then you've got this cut off t-shirt that's airbrushed. So it feels less professional if that's such a thing. But to me, it was just a different style. Like because I watched ECW, I enjoyed this. Yeah. I I don't, I I think the term backyardish is a, is a bullshit term. Yeah. If this looks backyardish, what about some of the stuff we see today? Right. What, 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 what would Meltzer call that? And, and is Meltzer, a is Meltzer a, uh, I don't want to make this show about Meltzer's opinions, but is, right. is he a, is he a, uh, an aficionado on what backyard wrestling looks like? Well, he is a tastemaker for all of pro wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Right. So maybe I'm wrong, but no, I, that's, that's very unkind. I thought these guys worked very hard. I thought they did some very good stuff. Uh, the fans reacted. That, that guy down the front, that keeps turning around. He loves his, it. He loves it. Yeah. With, with the, and looking at the camera, Doug Dillon just should have had a word with him. Right. He looks for He's turning around again. When you like just smack him in the freaking head. He's just excited to be on TV. This is that. Oh, no, he's not excited to be on TV. Oh man. You know, I loved that spot when I was a kid, the drop toe hold into the chair, but to see that Stevie didn't really take it. <laughs> it really, and by the way, good for him. Cause that means yeah. he's a logical level headed human being. Uh, like I'm really proud of him for that. Yeah, but these right. days motherfuckers just, okay, here we go. Wham <laughs> right into it. Yeah, I know. We got to cut down on that. Where they well, keep, no they doubt. I mean, on, on good in this era, there was a lot yeah. of guys who thought it was, you know, that's pussy shit. You don't put your hand up on a chair shot. And now knowing what we know, it's like, yeah, you do put both hands up. Is there a pillow involved? Can you just take it on the back instead? Or how about we not take it on the back or don't Um, do it. There's an idea. Don't do it. Yeah. Right. Buddy Rogers never needed a fucking chair. Nope. Sure. Didn't we can figure it out. Speaking of Stevie Richards in a chair and unprotected headshots. Wonder how JBL is doing years Uh, later. uh, He's doing just fine. I know he's doing just fine, but that had to have some sort of lasting effect on him. Yeah. That was the chair shot, right? It's one of the most brutal chair shots of all time. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. A little receipt Jones as the record man would show. 
he gets a bad rap. I'm not saying he wasn't ever a piece of shit bully. Yeah. Cause I don't know him back then. Yeah. But all I can tell you is in the five years I've known him, he's been fucking phenomenal. Oh, I, I, there, there is, you know, uh, we were all together one time. I don't know where it was. Maybe it was during, Oh, we were in New York and he was fantastic. Wasn't he? Yes. He, oh my God. He was so engaging. Yeah. And intelligent and great to be with. Absolutely. And, and and I know every time I say that somebody says, well, they did so-and-so to such and such. Okay. I wasn't there for that. And and that sucks. <laughs> and I hope that didn't happen. And if it yeah. was happening, I hope it stops and blah, blah, blah. All I'm saying yeah. is when I knew the huh. dude, huh. the dude was fucking aces. Yeah. But nowadays you can't say that, you know, I know because, uh, <clears throat> pieces of shit online who are actually worse than him back in his worst days will make a comment. He was a bully, so let's bully him now. Okay. Don't really understand that, but all right. There's DDT in the one, two, three. And by the way, it was a good looking DDT and the crowd responded to it. Yes. You know, the crowds were been very responsive to everything. Haven't they? They have. Yeah. Now we're going to put that shit to the test with Alex Wright and Ultimo dragon here. (laughs) And also there's a, there's a sign in the crowd that says, Raven it, 316. No, that there's no, I don't know if you've seen it or not. I've, I've seen it a couple of times. Free Steve Regal. Oh, that's right after this happened. Yeah. We talked about it briefly a couple of weeks ago. Meltzer gave us an update in the observer. Okay. The update on Steven Regal is that he was charged with a misdemeanor over the incident on the airplane. The belief now is that he accidentally urinated on the flight attendant, which caused them to have an emergency landing on the flight from Tokyo to Detroit in Alaska and boot Regal, Norton, and Bagwell off. He won't be deported, but he may not be allowed to fly for one year, which would mean WCW couldn't very well use him, so his status is very much up in the air. Pardon the pun. Well, there you go. Now look at this. A little promo for the power plant. The number one wrestling facility in the world. Call now to set up a tryout at 404-351-4959. Hey, listen, it's funny to laugh at that, but let's not yeah. act like it didn't yield some real talent. Yeah, I know. But I was just thinking how many, how many knuckleheads flooded the, the line that day. Well, and they tried to just Oof. blow them up from what I've heard. It was, let's see if we can make these guys quit on day one. Uh-huh. And if they just vomit themselves to death, they probably won't be back. Well, that's kind of old school, uh, wrestling training type thing. Yeah. Oh, and, and Jody Hamilton ran it. So he was old school, right? So yeah. Couldn't do that today. Jody Hamilton, by the way, would not have won any foot races with any of those guys. No. Here's a little video from Japan. Here we go. Do his dream. In Mexico, he was given the opportunity to prove himself. Along his journey, he capitalized by taking the eight championship belts of the J-Crown, unifying titles from Japan, Great Britain, and Mexico. Since his arrival in WCW, he captured the cruiserweight title, and after splitting from Sonny Ono, he has claimed the world's TV championship. His association with Japan, Mexico, and the U.S. caused a translation problem in his ring name. My name in America is Ultimate Dragon. Yes, we've called him the Ultimate Dragon, the Maximum, the Greatest Extreme. My real name, ring name is Ultimo Dragon. Ultimo in Spanish means the last, uh, the last student, Bruce Lee. The last student of Bruce Lee one of the greatest martial artists ever. Lee's movie fame and fortune put him in superhero status. Emulating Lee, Dragon's lethal kicks and perfect balance have put him on the verge of stardom. 
He is truly the ultimate dragon. By the way, that was a 10 out of 10 package. It showed yeah. a lot of value for Mike Tanay. Mm-hmm. Makes me miss Mike Tanay in modern wrestling. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. That was, I was thinking the same thing, man. That was well done. Yeah. Like you got, you see that and you're like, okay, instead of who's this guy in the mask, right? right. Like a lot of folks are yeah. would, would then see that and be like, oh, fuck, I'm pulling for this guy. We, we have a story. Now we have some context. We, mm-hmm. I just think that's important. And man, Mike today brought it in a big way for nitro back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we were talking, I wonder how much it, uh, how much effort it took. I just saw the dinner and the movie sign as the, as Alex was walking, how much effort it took to construct that and put all that food out there just for a little 30 second or one minute spot. It was Turner's money. They just print more. Yeah, I know. Alex can't dance says the sign. They put no effort into that. I mean, those weren't like big blocky letters. They had to color in. They just literally scribbled with a magic marker That's all they in did. the crowd. But it's, it's, it represents who they are, Conrad. This is what I want to say, but I'm not going to spend much time on it. These days they would have tweeted it. Oh, <laughs> did you see him getting surprised by the pyro? Oh my God. One of the great moments of the whole show. I loved it so much. At, at first I thought he got burned the way he reacted. <laughs> you get, folks, you got to go. Uh, listen, if you haven't subscribed to the peacock yet, you got to go do this at, at the uh, 29 minute mark. You're going to see Ultimo dragon come in. <laughs> and as he comes in, he has really some spectacular pyro behind him, but nobody uh-huh. bothered to tell him it was coming. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Because my man jumped like he got shot. <laughs> like he was legitimately, oh. what was that? Oh, that was too good. Fantastic. Oh. And the match, by the way, Meltzer kind of dug. He says the fans are really with these kicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't the TV title have a 10 minute time limit? The crowd popped pretty big for dragons kick. Pretty good match. Right. Got a lot of offense early, which was a surprise since he was going over clean. Dragon drop kicked right off the apron to the floor, but missed a Pescado. He did hit the Acai moonsault, which was my most favorite move to see back then and got a near fall with a live Mahistral and the two traded several cradles and reversals until Wright got the clean pin after a German suplex three and a quarter stars. Mm, not bad. Well, it, it, one of the things that goes to show you was Alex Wright could perform. Oh man. Really a great performer. Yeah. It's kind of, uh, really underrated in many ways. I mean, he had a silly gimmick, but yeah, when it came to the in ring stuff and just physically, he looks like a right. star and he's a trainer now, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Is he here in the United States? I think he's he was here just it? for a minute. Not too long ago. Okay. Right. And he was a ruggedly handsome guy. I can't believe I forgot to tell you this. What's what's that? I got impersonated. You got impersonated? Yeah, man. Okay. I'm not going to say the names. Okay. But we had a guy, uh, message my dad and it was a, it was a a wrestler. It was a, a former wrestler behind the scenes. Okay. With, um, he works with, he works with WWE now behind the scenes. Okay. But he's a performer. If I said his name, you would know him. And, and my dad 
tried to help him with a home loan once upon a time. So he messaged my dad one night at like 11 and said, Hey, is this still Conrad's number? And so my dad, who's not normally awake at that time, wakes up, sees someone asking for my number and thinks, well, it's late at night. This can't be good. So what do you know? The guy gets in touch with me and we start talking and I'm like, well, this ain't the number I have programmed for you. And he said enough things where I was like, oh, okay, well, shit, it's really him. And then he said, Hey man, I've got to ask a favor. Can you help this guy? I know at Starcast?" And I said, yeah, well, whatever you need, just tell me what's up. Well, he's got this, his sick youngin who's been through a lot, had a bunch of surgeries and ailments and blah, blah, blah. And he just loves wrestling. And I'm like, oh yeah, no problem. Just let me know. I'll get you guys on the comp list. Just let me know. I'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. And so then he puts me in touch with the guy, the father of the kid. <clears throat> and that guy just starts wearing my ass out. And I'm like, Hey man, it's fine. You're on the list. Just show up and you'll have a bracelet and you can come to all the events. Well, he wants to know which wrestlers he can meet. Yeah. Just make me a list of who he wants to meet. And you know, I'll try to help guys are usually pretty good about that, but mm-hmm. oh yeah. Freebie for a sick kid. No problem. And, and, and we're ready for that. So just let us know. And then the guy's just wearing me out all weekend. But one day he's like, Hey, we're headed up there. We want to meet these wrestlers. And it's like 70 that he typed out in the list. And I'm thinking. Nah, that's going to be tough to do. Like, I don't even know time wise. If, if one has enough time to meet 70 wrestlers, cause it's like, you're the only folks there, but yeah. either way we roll out the red carpet, take care of them, blah, blah, blah. I think it's all good. We get them you know, tickets to the wrestling show and blah, blah, blah. And fast forward now. And I get a message from another friend of mine who works in WWE. Again, a guy, you know, behind the scenes. And he yeah. says, Hey man. What time is, uh, your, your man supposed to be here? And I reply question mark. He's like, don't play with me. My fucker. What time is he coming? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, you didn't ask us to set up a little meet and greet today. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I don't even know where the fuck you are. Yeah. And then I get a message from a higher up in the WWE. Like an yeah. ex- not, not a podcaster, but someone yeah. who folks would know. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Conrad, you sent us an email earlier this week. And I was like, wow. and he sent me a screen grab. And I was like, that is not my email address. Hmm. I've done your loan three times. My email address is this. And he goes, shit. Hmm. Fast forward one hmm. week later, mm-hmm. someone in your organization. Hmm messages me and says, Hey, this seems kind of fishy. Doesn't feel like it was written by you. And I don't have you with this number. And I said, Nope, that is not my number. Mm. And then fast forward this past week, mm-hmm. I get a message because I've got a guy who helps us run the Starcast account. And I guess there's some other big convention coming mm-hmm. and someone has now pretended to be me there and is trying to get Hey, I got this sick kid, blah, blah, blah. The reality is I don't think there is a sick kid and some guy has leveraged our, 
I don't know, heart for children and understanding that's what wrestling's all about and blah, blah, blah to get comped everything at Starcast, And I don't feel bad about that. I was trying to do the right thing. So, Hey buddy, you got over on me, but dude, you got some new bracelets coming your way. Mm-hmm. You can't be emailing people across state lines, impersonating me and setting up fake phone numbers and fake email addresses. And yes, I do have some goodwill in both companies, but not for your dumb ass because they all have my real cell phone and my real email. Mm-hmm. So they'll confirm. So the jig is up motherfucker mm-hmm. and be on the lookout. Cause Dawkins has your real life info and you like, free, really? you like your, you like free stuff. You're getting some new free bracelets. Some of them a bitch. So you know who this person is? Yeah, hell yeah, we do. Ah, uh, Dad, that is that's the best news. Now, how does this? Uh, would you stop texting me? I'm busy. Uh, Tell mom we'll be right down. Make okay. some meatloaf. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tell mom we want meatloaf. Meatloaf. <laughs> Should I shout Lois meatloaf right now? Yes, just see what happens. No, I'm not. <laughs> She's hurting. You're being nice. Be nice. Be nice. And I gotta, li- I gotta live. I gotta hang out here the rest of the day. The yeah, house. it's a good joke for our show, but it's a bad call for the rest of your damn day, right? <laughs> That's right. So let me ask you this: uh, this this is no good piece of shit, low life dipshit. Yes, that's uh, what he is. Thank you. Okay. Well, uh, what does he have to do with the the guy who wanted seventy different people? That was supposed to be his kid. Like he's got a sick kid. Also oh, the, the, the guy that kept, uh, that asked you these 70, the same guy that's impersonating you. Yes. Oh, okay. He did it to me. It worked. Mm-hmm. So then okay. he said, I wonder if this will work on WWE. It did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then he tried to work it on AEW, and, and somebody over there, pretty smart feller mm-hmm. says, I talk to Conrad all the time. I'm not mm-hmm. like the way Conrad even texts. I think mm-hmm. him. So he screen grabs it and says, Hey, this feels suspicious. Is this you? Do you have a new phone number? Fuck No, I don't. And then I started piecing it together and I'm like, I'll be damned. So the guy who vouched for him originally, Mm -hmm. it wasn't really him. It was him. Wow. So he created, he, I guess he just knew based on that guy. That's the type of guy who'd be friends with Conrad. He was right. Mm -hmm. And he said enough stuff where I was like, Oh, okay. It's really him. Cause he hit me with the old, cause this guy who he's impersonating is a country guy. Mm-hmm. And if he hits you with some, man, I lost my damn phone. Then you're like, eh, passable for him. I can see that. And I'll be damned. I got hoodwinked. I got bamboozled. And the person who sniffed it out first in, in advance of any shenanigans mm-hmm. was, uh, somebody on your side. And then my guy who runs my Starcast account, like. Hey man, he messaged the promoter of that other convention and he goes, Hey man, hypothetically, Conrad's never going to call and ask for anything for free. Yeah. But if he did, it wouldn't be from this number or this email address. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's just amazing to me that people are trying to, and this is a real sentence. We're trying to scam meet and greens. That's fucking dumb. Well, no, that's low life is what that is. Yeah. I, I, I mean, that person needs to. Fuck directly imagine? off and they're gonna. Yeah. Can you imagine being that type of person? Thank thank God I was raised correctly. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. 
the thing that got me though, dude, is it's like, it's for kids. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You're trying to take advantage of people's goodwill for children. Mm-hmm. Like, man, when I was a kid, there was nothing cooler than wrestling. And the idea that there's some special needs kid or some sick kid or whatever, you're damn right. And I didn't tell you this cause it's kind of a downer, but kind of awesome at the same time. But since you shared a story, here's one. We had a kid who was like 19. He's about to go like his prognosis through his cancer is he's got like six weeks to live type deal. Okay. All right. And so his favorite wrestler, you know, through YouTube and all that and, and the promos and the swag and all that is Ric Flair. So he wanted to meet Ric Flair. So of course we're like, yeah, no problem. We got it. Mm-hmm. So he wanted the pro photo op and we made sure he got it. And he tells us as he's getting it, that's going to be his funeral photo. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, come on, man. Kind of hits you. Doesn't it? Whatever you need. We got you. Yeah. But then to know that there's other people out there who are just like, Oh, they'll be nice and we can take advantage and yeah, fuck off. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> can we get Ming to go to this person's house? No, nah, man. Uh, here's the thing. I didn't really understand how serious what he did was mm-hmm. that kid's going to prison. Like that's yeah. a felony. Yeah. So mm. good luck with your new bracelets. I'd like to uh, be there at the arraignment. Let me know where it is. Can you believe they, they put Alex right over clean here? It was actually, uh, we had, we had a really interesting story, good story going on, but that was actually a very good match. Oh, it was a great match. And and I'm just saying, given that, and maybe that's why they did it, but I was going to say, given the big promo package that we got for ultimate dragon, it felt like, well, he's got to win, right? But maybe that's why, because now I care more about ultimate dragon having seen that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. the, The old swerve. Yeah, maybe it's not who mm-hmm. who gets over or who goes over. Oh, by the way, here we go. The network, and if we got a steal for you, that steal, you idiot, it's the official WCW backpack. It's tough, it's durable, it's indestructible. What are yours now? Get your WCW backpack for only $25. Just call 1-800-WCW-8661. I mean, I, I kind of want one of those. <laughs> Let's see if I can go to eBay and find us a WCW backpack. <laughs> uh, Lord, I think just about everything in my house that says WCW has either been donated or given to you. Man, I, <clears throat> just so you know, uh, what's his name has adorned our little studio in the back of, of the office. And it is a Tony Schiavone garage sale back there. <laughs> Here comes Eddie Guerrero looking as good as he ever looked and check this out. Meltzer can't help himself. Isn't life amazing. Guerrero tears his peck and comes back with a much better physique than when he left. In fact, he's the most muscular he's ever been in his entire career. I hate that we're tongue in cheek shitting on guys <laughs> for trying to advance their careers. Yeah, I know. Cause here's the thing. If he was, if he was less than Meltzer would have wrote about that too. Yeah. If he had lost a step physically, Meltzer would have wrote about that too. And I just think yeah. that sucks. Yeah, I know. He, I wonder if Meltzer regrets being an asshole. 
here's the thing. I don't think, I don't think he knew that he was because in real life, it doesn't even cross his mind to be a dick. No, I know because I was getting ready to say in real life, he's really a good guy. Fantastic. Yes. It just, maybe, maybe he just, uh, look at how about those curved sideburns from Chris Jericho? Uh, well, I don't know what he's going to give this match, but it has all the potential to be a phenomenal match. He gives it three and a quarter stars. There you go. <clears throat> the same as he did. Well, let's just recap where we are so far. Mongo and Jarrett, one star Raven and dancing Stevie Richards star and a quarter. Alex Wright and Ultimo Dragon, three and a quarter. And now here, Jericho and Eddie Guerrero, also three and a quarter. And Tony, at the conclusion of this match, mm-hmm. we're going to take a little break, and talk to right. our friends mm-hmm. about some very, inspo- very important messages, if you will. I don't know if you notice as you're talking right there, one of our guys with a headset was yeah. collecting signs. Probably had something on there that shouldn't have been. <clears throat> well, actually, they were just, they were putting the signs up in. And blocking, uh, oh, the shot blocking the shot. Yeah. yeah. Who would have made the call in the truck or did somebody in the truck say, go get those fucking signs. <clears throat> uh, no, <clears throat> I don't think of anybody in the truck. I think it would probably come from the top from Eric. I got I you. Think. You know, we, we, we pretty much, uh, don't collect signs. No. Now there there was, there was one guy that was talking about abortion rights with one of his signs. We, we collected that. Uh, well, why, why? I mean, punk wore an abortion rights t-shirt out there. Why can't he have a sign? He he had many, he had many of these different signs and then he said, go to had his website. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yeah. As a rule of thumb, if I owned a wrestling company. We're not going to talk about anything like that. No, we're not. This is supposed to be a fun escape. Exactly. Exactly. It's supposed to be a fun escape. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Remind me of that Wednesdays at 6 PM. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's fun for us. It ain't fun for you. Right. motherfucker. <laughs> That's right. We pay. Now, listen, the reason I say that is that, you know, the, the, the hours leading up to getting, uh, to doing TV stressful, it, it's stressful and very busy. Yes. Just the, I mean, I, you know, on, on the days that I'm not at TV, I, I do podcasting and I work, you know, do some work uh, behind the scenes with, with the control centers and, and doing the, uh, uh, watching rampage and help, you know, put that together. So those are stressful as well, but nothing like le- the two hours leading up to TV, just stressful. It's like all hands on deck. So that, that's why I said that. And you know what, when, after it's over, there's a very satisfying feeling that you accomplish something. Absolutely. Yeah. So we always, uh, regardless of the, if the show is good or not so good, we always have a good feeling that we accomplish something. Who's more stressed. Who's the most stressed besides you that you're okay to mention here uh, Like on TV day? They're just stressed the fuck out. Wow. Like a guy like Raphael Morphy, he's done it all been yeah. everywhere. So he gets stressed. I don't, I don't know. I don't work closely with, uh, Raphael, maybe, uh, maybe the, I would say the guys in the truck, Andrew, Tim, those guys, I see. 
Because they've got to decipher all this and put it together and make sure it airs and quickly. They're the kind of, they're kind of the last stop right before it goes out on the air. Yeah. Regardless of what we say, what we do and what we create and what we hope to create and what we say is going to happen. They're the ones that put it on the air. Tim's the one that calls the shots and Andrew's the one that says we're going here next. We're going here next. So those guys, right. No question. Man, these guys are tearing it up. Yeah, man. I could watch Eddie Guerrero wrestle every, every match from now on and I'd be fine yeah. with it. Yeah. By the way, when we were, uh, I was told this, I, I think, uh, maybe Jeff Jones told me this. I didn't realize it when we were in Minneapolis at the target center recently. Yeah. We stayed in the same hotel where he passed away. Damn it. Mm, damn it is right. I hate to hear that. I I hated to hear it the day of Eddie bleeding here a little bit. Notice that. If you're going to do something like that, you got to be able to capitalize Jericho where you can get over and put a pin on it because you got him drowsy right from the get-go. Spin wheel kick. You got him drowsy. How do you not love <laughs> Dusty Rhodes? Oh, wow. Oh, Whoop. that did not go according to plan. Jericho nope. tried to go up top with maybe a crossbody block, and he caught his top foot on the uh, turnbuckle pad and he went tumbling now outside and that's going to change things around here guys well, that happens when you take those high risk oh no oh. Mm. by the way if you're an aspiring pro wrestler go back and watch this at the 49 minute mark you saw jericho try to do something tony said his uh, or you said his foot slipped on the top turnbuckle maybe that was it i thought he caught his knee pad okay. either way he ate shit and, mm -hmm. and fell to the outside and it would have right. been really easy for that to be an embarrassing moment, mm -hmm. but instead he got up, recovered nicely and they immediately did another really cool spot. And now mm -hmm. we've moved on. Like it never happened. Yeah. That was a real pros move right there for Absolutely. a relatively young Chris Jericho. I mean, let's remember this is 25 yeah. years ago. This ain't yeah. 2022 Jericho. And some of that could have been Eddie. I'm not there. Eddie may have been like, oh, he looks like shit. Suplex me to the outside. Mm -hmm. No, that, yeah, that's what that is, is teamwork. Mm -hmm. And they got right back on track like it never happened. Yeah. That was really well done. Yeah. Meltzer hey, would even say he recovered and suplexed Guerrero over the top rope to the floor. Uh huh. So there you go. Yeah. Oh, by the way, as you, as you do know, probably now that, uh, I did get to spend some time with Ricky steamboat recently, which was really cool. How cool is that, man? You guys had a little promotion going for HBO max mm -hmm. had, uh, Daniel Garcia, uh, yeah. Daniel Garcia and, and Brian Danielson and had the actual mm -hmm. Ricky, the dragon steamboat. Mm -hmm. That was cool stuff, man. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Reconnecting with Ricky. Just he and I, you know, he and I had, I've had some long talks on the phone and had some long talks in person, which is really, uh, great to catch up with him. And <clears throat> he asked me, and, and this is a story that I've never told, but I think it's worth telling right now. Obviously, uh, I know we're going to go to a break. I, uh, I, uh, no, go I'll ahead and tell your after. story. No, we'll do it after the break. Okay. I mean, we'll, we'll do the break later, but you're on, you're on a roll. And we see Eddie Guerrero here after Chris Benoit has 
not Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho has pinned him. He just draped the cruiserweight title over his ribs and then climbed up top and did a frog splash on top of it. Jericho's hurting for certain. Mm-hmm. Nice showing here. Even though Eddie doesn't get the win, he certainly quote unquote, got his heat back. Got his heat back. And it was a pretty darn good finish. A little roll up. As we said, they, uh, and Valvoline people who know use Valvoline, not a sponsor of our program. So fuck them. Now, anyway, you had a great conversation. <laughs> I need like that. You had a good conversation with, uh, with Ricky, the dragon steamboat. Yes, I did. So he asked, we were talking about the first thing I ever did in wrestling. And I said, well, I wasn't in wrestling. I said, but back in 1978, I was in college and I was working for a radio station, WTON in Stanton, which is the, where I got my first job out of, out of uh, college. And I said, they want the wrestling was at the Augusta expo. And the guy, one of our program, our program directors said, Hey, you're a wrestling fan. Aren't you? Went, yeah. He said, well, are you, are you, do you plan to go to the wrestling? Show? I went, yeah. He said, why don't you try to do an interview with somebody? I said, okay. I interviewed Ricky Steamboat. Really? Yeah. And it was for the radio station. I didn't work in wrestling, but that was my first time really interviewing a wrestler. So I told him that story. What did he think? uh, He said, are you serious? I said, yeah. I said, that's, that's it. I said, 1978. He said, wow, man. He said, uh, we were doing a lot of work back then. A lot of, a lot of different towns, a lot of different things going on. I said, yeah, you really were. I said, I know you don't remember any snow. I don't. He said, but I remember going to, uh, to spot shows up in Virginia. I said, yeah, that's what I said. So my first thing that I ever did first wrestling interview I ever did on TV was Ric Flair. But my unofficial one was an employee of a radio station interviewing Ricky Steamboat in 1978. Wow. And that night, Pete Apostolou who was the promoter for Jim Crockett promotions in the, in the Shenandoah Valley, Peter Postlew and I were talking and he was very good to me. He allowed me in the back and, and I got to, I mean, he didn't let me back in the dressing room, but he brought steamboat out and we were watching matches. He let me stand back there watching matches with him from afar. And I said, you know what? I, I love pro wrestling. Tell me how I can get into it. You know, it sounded like probably hundreds of, people that you hear now, right? Yeah. And he kind of like says, well, you just keep doing what you're doing, being an announcer. You know, you never know something may break. There's nothing I can tell you. That's going to get you into wrestling and damn it. It all worked out. Didn't yeah, it? it did. Yeah, it did. And I'm thinking about standing back there, interviewing steamboat, talking to Pete Apostolou, thinking, I don't want to use this term, but look at me now. Yeah. Uh, but just amazing. And I, and I, and I think about a lot of kids out there and a lot of young men, young women who want to get into the wrestling business. And they ask me, how do I get into wrestling? And it's, it's a very difficult thing to answer. Yeah, it really is. And the only thing I can say to them is this, just try to find an independent promotion, work for them. You're probably going to have to work for free and that's okay because I worked for free a lot. Um, I mean, the, the, the time that I took that night going, driving to the Augusta expo from where I lived in Craigsville and, um, I was going to college that at the time, I probably hitchhiked home 
that night to get my mom's car to drive to wrestling. I didn't get paid for that. Right. We, we, we spent money on gas or whatever. I probably paid for my own ticket to get in. So I'm saying that the best thing I can tell you, if you want to get into wrestling is try the independent circuit and you'll probably have to work for free, but that's okay. If you got the desire and you got the work ethic and something may break for you, you never know. I mean, let me say this too. There's not a college of pre wrestling. No. And so if you were going to college, would you expect to get paid to go to college? No, no. You, in fact, you're paying to go. Right. And so if you're a, if you're a pro wrestler, guess what? You're going to have to pay someone to train you. That's right. And if you don't necessarily want to be a pro wrestler, but you want to be involved in the business, you're going to have to bring value. Yeah. And when you find a way, and this isn't just for wrestling, this is for any industry. When you find a way to bring value, people will find a spot for you. Right. But if you come, if you take the approach to life of, Hey, give me a raise and I'll start showing up on time. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, give me a ra- make me the manager and I'll start going the extra mile. Mm-hmm. Th- that's not going to work. You've yep. got to bring value. And if you lead all the relationships in your life with, Hey, I brought some value here. Then you'll, mm-hmm. before you know it, you'll be irreplaceable and they got to have you. And oh, by the way, now you're going to get paid probably more mm-hmm. than you imagined the first time mm-hmm. because you approached it from a value first. I mean, th- that's just the key to life to me. Yeah. Find a way to bring value. And if you're not sure if you are, you're not. As it, opposed it goes, to let's have a job. It goes back to my favorite quote. I think I've, I've told you this quote here before. My favorite quote of all time is from Albert Einstein. And it says, try not to be a man of success. Try to be a man of value. Yeah. It's one of the great quotes of all time. I agree. Uh, and yeah, nothing beats a work ethic. Don't give a shit. And the work ethic in this country has declined. Holy shit has declined. And you know what? That's good for the, those of us who have a work ethic. It's great for me and you, Bubba. Yeah. You're not kidding. I mean, as we were recording this, it's seven in the morning mm-hmm. on a weekend. There you go. Just saying. Yeah. Neither one of us have to do this. This, this isn't something that. If you and I stop doing the podcast tomorrow, it doesn't affect our lives. Really? That's right. That's right. But we do it because we love it and because we enjoy it. And because we like the relationship we've built with the audience Mm -hmm. and along the way, sure. We make a couple of bucks, but that's never been the primary motivator for me to do podcasts. And, and, and certainly at this point in your life, your life will be easier without podcasts, but we're having too much fun. And so are these guys right now. We got psychosis, Volano number four and five teaming with yeah. silver King to take on Hooventude, Hector Garza, Lismark jr. And super callow. And unfortunately, even an eight men match here only gets four minutes and 52 seconds. They are pulling out all the stops. Yes, they and, are. And look, <laughs> look at Hooventude and the fans really have not been reacting to most of the stuff in the ring, but they're reacting to this uh, stunt show we're seeing right now. Yeah. I mean, it's one tope suicida after another, by the I way, know. I want to give a shout out. I don't even know that. Oh, look at this corkscrew. Hector was known for this. That's the big spot of the day about the, right there. That's a tornado. Well, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> cool. Today um, called it a corkscrew plancha and Excalibur calls it a tornado. Well, that's probably the Spanish version. Probably. 
Anyway, I wanted to mention something that maybe you didn't even know. Do you know about Triple Mania at the in October? Triple Mania? I do not. Triple Mania 30. It's like the AAA version of WrestleMania, and it's in Mexico City. And I just saw the other day, Villano number four, who was in this match, who is now a bona fide legend. He's going to be taking on your man, Pentagon Jr. in a mask versus mask match. Wow. So the masks are on the line. So we might see Pentagon Jr. unmasked by mid-October. And if not, it'll be Villano number four. Wow. That's pretty cool to hear about guys like that having mask matches. Because, I mean, listen, I'm not admittedly not like the world's foremost expert on on lucha libre but i know masks match mask matches are a big fucking deal a lot bigger deal uh, than this stupid shit we're yeah, watching right yeah. now yeah where i can see behind me there's a sign and let me ask you what are you cooking up there is that horse shit huh is that uh is uh okay so let me ask you about dinner and movie you guys uh have uh, dinner and uh, then you watch a movie and then you shit all this stuff out later on Right over there, we got X-Lax, X-Lax. That's right, X-Lax, and we're going to put in it. Well, let me read my card here. Whoa, I'm going to stick something in here, and I'm going to stick something in here. We got Macho Mayo, Macho Nachos, Nachos, and we've got Macho Lettuce. Okay, very cool. And just to make things even more spectacular, we've got Macho Bullshit. That's right. We're all going to eat Macho Bullshit. Look at that right there. What is that? He's got his own little flag here. Green puffs. Just for Diamond Dallas. What are we? Gentlemen here, in all due respect, your guests on this program, Mm. and we represent World Championship Wrestling. It's a great organization, and this is kind of a slap in the face. Well, Gene, I guess you've guessed there's a little theme here, and uh, that might be N-W-O. You've got to be kidding me. Where do these clowns come off? (laughs) Coming out here and insulting us. Hey, you're looking for trouble. Dinner and a movie turned into. Oh, yeah. You guys can cut it. Yeah. You know, I was going to make a little something for you, Gene, but we couldn't find any fresh weasel. I'm out of here. That's it for you're me. Do bald eagle. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Somebody threw something. This is a big time NWO birthday party, Hollywood style. This brother and that brother have already passed the test and they're NWO through and through for life. Got it? You think Wikipedia lists the dinner and a movie crew as official members of the NWO? No. This birthday party for the NWO means Gene Oakland, and I know you're glad of that, aren't you, brother? I couldn't be any happier. Hollywood Ogie couldn't be here tonight <laughs> because he's in Montreal. Doing a Hollywood movie in Montreal. So I brought my brothers <laughs> from dinner in a movie. That's a great line, is it not? He's yeah. doing a Hollywood movie in Montreal. Okay. <laughs> and Beautiful in, in Montreal. Dishes to put the sizzle on the party. Happy birthday, NWO. Yeah. I understand that hey. you were a guest on Dinner at a Movie. Roll it, brother. Recently. It's documented. Check oh, it out. No, it's a new order. Man, what a fucking piece of business you guys gave dinner in the movie. Y'all were all hands on deck trying to promote this piece of shit show. I, I just looked up a dinner and movie ran from 2011 to 2011. That lasted WCW. I'll be damned. <laughs> it did. And, uh, Paul Gilmartin was a stand-up comedian. 
or is a stand-up comedian, I guess. By the way, I think when this is over is when we should take our first break. I mean, it feels like we've been in a seven-minute break so far, but <laughs> the fans and millions across the country who are watching a random hand slots in to light the candles on top of the NWOK. <laughs> to have the guts to come on this program and do this to me and do this to me. Insulted, Gene. You've hurt my feelings. Jerk your own chicken. He just headbutted Gene. Jerk your own chicken. He said. Where is Diamond Dallas? Is she afraid to show his face? Jerry Movie Club. Yeah. I don't see him around here. I don't think he's around. He's afraid. They didn't call him a creep up. Oh man, I'm gonna tell you what. No, he's afraid. You know why? Because he's Diamond Dallas. There's a cake. He's going to fuck that cake up because it ain't gluten free, bro. <laughs> Yo, was this non GMO? Yeah, you're show me your, uh, Somebody's going to get a cake in the face. It's wrestling. Oh, shit. Damn it. Oh, well, here we like go. That. Welcome to Madness in a movie. Have a little cake. And this is why the big boys play here. I like it. Oh, back with more. Oh. Live on the Clash. It's so, Tony, let's go ahead and hit it at uh, 155. 105.55. Bam. There we are. And, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a time out right now to talk to you about something that that poor fella has learned all too well the importance of sleep. He's asleep thanks to the diamond cutter, but you might not have DDP hanging around your house. And if you do, well, life's probably not going according to plan. He normally shows up in your house when things are circling the drain and you can keep that from happening by getting a chilly sleep. Lord knows I did. And I'm sleeping better than ever. Tony, as we're recording this, I just uh, am fresh off of a little vacay to the beach. I took the chilly sleep with me. Best sleep of my life everywhere I go. And that's always a struggle when you're in an Airbnb or you're at a friend's house or you're in a hotel. Hey, is this the right kind of pillow? Is this the right kind of mattress? What's most important for me? Is it the right kind of temperature? And thanks to chili sleep, it is. Let me explain. Chili sleep makes customizable climate controlled sleep solutions that help you improve your entire well-being. Chili sleep makes the Uller. That's what I've got. And the cube sleep system. Either way, we're talking hydro power, temperature controlled mattress toppers. They fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. These luxury mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep sleep, whether you sleep hot or cold. These systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. And for an extra layer of comfort, they also make the chili blanket, the only weighted blanket that can also be paired with a control unit for the ultimate sweat free sleep. And Tony, I think we've got a special deal right now. Head over to chillysleep.com slash WHW to learn more and save 30% off the purchase of any new Cube or Uller sleep system. The offer is available exclusively for what happened when listeners and only for a limited time. That's chilly, C-H-I-L-I, sleep.com slash WHW. Take advantage of our exclusive discount and wake up refreshed every day. And with that note, let's get back to it. I'm at 105.55 here on Peacock, Season 10, Episode 2. 
Clash of the Champions 35 in three, two, one, play. Jazz, Ric Flair, Kurt Hennig in tag team action. Stay with us on the Clash. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. That's where we should have did our commercial. We're going to get our shit together one day. You know what? Because we're not playing this big red or whatever this is. Oh, yeah. it's, it's a Slim Jim. By the way, I had one over the weekend. Hadn't had one of those in a while. And I found the Savage AF one thinking it was the spicy one. It wasn't that spicy. Yeah. Thought I was going to light my ass up. I had, I mean, I remember eating one way back when, and it did not. You know what? Guys from the South, come on. What? We've had spicy. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So maybe that is their spicy. You like, maybe my mom thought it was spicy, but I didn't think it was spicy. Yeah. Right. You know, back when I was younger. Yeah. God, I loved spicy food. What, what changed? I, my whole, my, my whole system. <laughs> oh, your body doesn't like it as much. Anymore. Oh yeah. Right. Exactly. I got you. Oh, here we go. I want to hear this. Oh, sure. Okay. Monday nitro is coming live from the Carolina Coliseum. I've enjoyed the hospitality of the fans in Columbia's Five Points area. In fact, the fans here at the Dance Factory tell me the people throughout the Palmetto State are going to pour into Columbia for our upcoming Monday Nitro. Now, make sure you are part of our next Nitro. Just drop by the Carolina Coliseum box office or your nearest ticket agency. And guys, when you get to Columbia, make sure you stop by Columbia's beautiful Botanical Gardens. It's been named one of the top 15 gardens in the entire country. And I hear they got that award when the gardeners are finally able to get rid of that annoying, foul-smelling weasel weed. And that's your 1-800-COLLECT-ROAD report from Columbia, South Carolina. I'm Lee Marshall for 1-800-COLLECT. He should be in the ground. Six feet. I'll tell you what, the party's already started, guys. Uh, wow. It really has. And Lee, Lee wrote those, and he was so good at it. And he always ended up with a weasel jab. Got to do that. All, it was always great. Just, I loved him. I love, oh, uh, okay. Thank you. Here comes six and Conan, probably the two coolest members of the NWO. Yeah. They probably knew where the good weed was. <laughs> I'm sure. They're going to be taking on Ric Flair and Kurt Hennig. You, don't, ha you uh, don't have to look, you don't have to look too far for good weed now anymore. Do you? I don't know. You know, I'm not a weed smoker. Well, well, what I'm saying is, is that it's legal in many States and got it. It's just amazing how things have changed now in the next 20 years. Thank God I won't be around, but in the next 20 years, I bet you every state. Okay. I bet you. Hello there. Young man. Why, why are you I, saying? Thank God. I won't be around. I hope you're around. No, I don't want to be around in 20 years. Yes, please. No society's going to be. In the next 20 years, your podcast is going to have to go to the government and the government's going to have to approve it before it goes out. Well, in the meantime, here's what yeah. I want to do. Please don't die. Please mm. don't die. It's my chant for you. Well, look at this, man. This is a hell of a team. Dude, th this could have been, you know, they, they crushed yeah. this thing just a few weeks after this. Yeah. When they do fall brawl 97 and Winston Salem, it's the end of the horseman forever. When Kurt turns. And, uh, favors right. the NWO instead, but they're telling a nice story here. It's just, yep. I don't know, man. It's a shame that it wound up the way it did. The fall brawl that's coming up is the one that got five stars, right? No, no, it's not. No, okay. you're thinking of the one in 92 with Pillman and 
okay. Sting Squadron and all that. The one that's coming oh, yeah. up is the Horseman versus the NWO, and they slam um, uh, Flair's head in the cage, and then that's he went right. and had plastic right. surgery after. Right. And I think that robe right there is the one that uh, Henning cut the sleeves off of. And as Rick says, they never paid him for it. And -hmm. I think your old pal, big show still has one of the sleeves, not the actual robe, but one of the sleeves. That's the rumor and innuendo. Okay. I'll ask him next time I see him. Let's track it on in this program, as well as Paul and Savage against a very pumped up diamond Dallas page. As we've seen Paul Gilmartin of dinner, the movie knows firsthand in the total package, Lex Luger. Well, I think it's safe to say. Man, Conan knows how to get these these guys fired up. Does he not? Yeah, man. Conan, Conan knew what he was doing, man. Still does. Yeah. It's amazing that he's like what he's been able to do in yeah. wrestling. Like just the connections he's been able to make. I mean, yeah. I, I saw someone the other day refer to him as the consigliere of all the Lucha Libre talent. And I was like, fuck, that's actually, that kind of explains it completely. Sure does. Cause they know, Hey man, he's not going to fuck you around. He's going to help look out for you. Sure. Which is awesome. Yeah. I got a lot of time for him. Always did. I don't necessarily agree with him putting disco on his podcast or especially Adam DeMoy, but I guess you think about it. If you put two idiots on your podcast, it makes you look smarter. Right. That's why I got you into podcasting, you know, <laughs> but um, I knew that was, man. I threw that <laughs> softball as the softball is going in the air. You're like, I'm it's like, coming back. I know it's coming. <laughs> a line drive, buddy. Shing. As you're setting it up, I'm thinking, I hope he does it to me. So I don't have to do it to him. But when you didn't, sorry, Bal. That's all right. You never, you've never seen a line that you haven't taken. Well, that's why we do this, you know, uh, right. And, and to the point to where you, uh, you have opened my eyes to many lines in my life that I haven't taken because I wanted to have peace of the house. Yeah. But the mother line from the it, anesthesiologist, I just had to take and run with it. There was no way. Yeah. I agree. It's like, it's like I would have, I probably would have gotten into heaven. I probably would have gone to the pearly gates and God would have said, uh, do you remember? Uh, yes, I do. And you didn't say anything. You're going to hell. So I had to take that line. There's Tre- been a couple of lines I had to take. Tremendous. Hey, so fans really popped on that back body drop. Loved it. Yep. If Flair was one was tremendous, but man, uh, six or X Pac or whatever you want to call him, man. One, two, three kid. He could, he could do some bumping. Couldn't he? No doubt. Wow. An amazing performer. He was, I mean, he's flying all over for these guys. Yes. He look at this. <laughs> I kind of got the vibe, you know, based on reading the observer back then. I never talked to Rick about it. But that he didn't think that, you know, Waltman was a big enough star to be in this spot, but man, that guy knew how to fucking wrestle, dude. Yeah. Do a time check for me. 
Yeah. I'm at a 113, 44, 45, 46, 47. And where are you? Well, I was at 53, but I think we're caught up now. Yeah. I'm at 113, 53 now, 56, okay. 57. Yep. That's where I am. We're caught up. I think after this match too, uh, when they go to commercial, we should probably take a commercial because we've only really got one match left. It's going to be Randy Savage and Scott Hall in the main event, taking on Lex Luger and Diamond Dallas Page. And before the match, Kevin Nash even says it's a WCW tag team title match because I'm giving Randy Savage the right to defend my title. Hmm. So how about that shit? Wow. Also, you see this crowd we have uh, here at the uh, Nashville Municipal Auditorium? Yep. The size of this crowd? Yep. Is the size of the people we had backstage for Ric Flair's final match <laughs> after the show? My oh, God, it was like a freaking Hollywood premiere. It was. Everybody who was anybody was back there. Was back there. We actually outdrew this show. Like Did legitimately. You, um, doesn't we, doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me. Those were. Uh, those were great fans that night, man. They were excited. They knew why they were there. Yes. And they, uh, they were there for Ric Flair, but they appreciated all the other matches. It was just great. Look at that fisherman suplex or Northern lights, I guess is what it is. I don't know what it is. What is it? Fisherman's Northern Fisherman's. Yeah. I yeah. I wish, Excal- I wish Excalibur was here. Kurt Hennig with his fisherman suplex scores a win. As he and Ric Flair dispose of Conan and six of the NWO. And don't forget early in the evening. By the way, I want to mention Rick Martell was in the office doing an interview. This is in the observer. Martell's original plan was to come in as a tag team with Winnipeg wrestler, Don Callis, a Howard Stern lookalike who does really good interviews. And WCW told Martell they weren't interested in adding any tag teams. People were saying Martell 41 was in excellent condition. Got to get a little promo here with Mean Gene. The champions, Kurt Hennig. Kurt, Kurt Hennig, if I may have your attention, you promised me on Monday night, this past Monday night on Nitro, that you would give us an answer. Are you a horseman or not? No. What, 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 what do you mean, no? No, you're not going to tell me you're... No, no, wait, 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 wait. Tell him, are you a horseman? Woo! Or not? What about it? No. No, you're not going to tell us? Or no, you're not a horseman? That's right. Well, wait, wait a minute. That's what? right. What, what is this? We're not, apparently, we're not going to get anything. As Kurt Hennig leaves, he's followed by the Nature Boy, Rick Flair. And we go another Thursday night, Tony, with no answer regarding the future. When we get to 1705, let's go ahead and take our time out. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we wanted to talk to you a little bit about something that has really been helpful to Lois Shimani and my household. We haven't talked about it, but earlier this summer, when we were visiting uh, my brother-in-law and his lovely Lake calm and his fantastic new boat, my wife managed to, uh, jack up that knee a little bit. Mm. And she had a great time and thought she could just shake it off. But now with some, well, other opportunities, she's had a chance to really take a look and realize this. Hey man, uh, I'm kind of hurting. 
So she started to put feels as a regular part of her routine to help feel better and it's working, but now they've got a new product that really works for guys like Tony and I, who are burning the midnight oil, right? If you've ever been affected by that mid afternoon slump, maybe you think I don't really want to grab another cup of coffee at two in the afternoon, but maybe you need a cleaner energy boost to help with whatever your workload is or your schoolwork. If you're trying to, you know, burn it at both ends, let me recommend something that I think is better than all the other energy boosters. If you're struggling with focus or productivity, I'm talking about feels brand new focus melts. It's unlike anything I've ever heard of, but I'm sold focus melts are fast acting, long lasting and caffeine free tablets that help you say goodbye to procrastination and reclaim your day. These fast acting tablets dissolve in moments, leaving you with improved focus in minutes. Plus they taste great and they can also help reduce your cravings for snacks. So whenever you need a boost of focus, instead of going for that second or third coffee, just pop one tablet. Focus melts are, uh, are powered by something that's naturally occurring as a compound and gives you the laser focus you expect from caffeine and other stimulants, but without the crash. You see, Fields has already helped more than 10,000, actually more than 100,000 people take back control and feel better than ever through their premium wellness products. My wife and Lois amongst them. They've also got real human support and they've got a membership program with free delivery straight to your home. Isn't that right, Tony? Yes, it's time to say no to sluggish days and restless nights with Fields Focus Melts. And I know you're out there saying, I bet you Shivani's going to say that he takes them. Damn right I do. There is a little container of feels focus melts that are it, that's in my backpack right now. And I use them during the day of, uh, <coughs> of working wrestling and AEW and it's, it's been wonderful. It really has. They taste great. They're very, very small. Just pop one in and it helps. And it also reduces your, uh, your snack cravings as well, which is for a fat ass like me is really good. So if you want to become a member today, you can and save 50% off your first order of focus melts and get free shipping by going to feels.com slash WHW and use code WHW checkout. Again, that's feels.com slash WHW and use WHW to become a member today. As a member, you'll save money on every order and you can easily pause, swap or cancel anytime. Say goodbye to procrastination, reclaim your day and start feeling better with feels. I love it. You will too. Check it out. You'll be glad you did. And now we're back to season 10, episode two of clash of the champions clash of the champions. 35. Yeah, I'm at one time coding. I'm at one seventeen Oh five. That's one seventeen Oh five and three, two, one play. This portion of WCW's Clash of the Champions is brought to you by Feels, motherfucker. Get you some. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back here. Here we go. Your boy, but I know that means you don't want to track it, which I totally yeah. understand. Yeah. Anytime I say that by now, you know, it means Michael Buffer's around. Yeah. Nothing against Michael. Just don't need the headaches. Melzer would say, uh, Kevin Green's pro wrestling career looks to be over after only three mm. matches as the new six year, $13 million contract. He signed on August 26th with the 49ers includes a clause that restricts him from doing any pro wrestling 
until 2002. So that's the end of that. Also wanted to mention there's some other news here about the Thursday show. Oh, meetings okay. were held this week regarding the new TBS Thursday night live show. If you hear Ooh. any rumors about what it'll be, they're just rumors because literally nothing has been decided upon. The only thing that was made clear is that the show has to be as good as nitro <laughs> because TBS with all the money they're paying for the show won't settle for a second rate nitro. Mm. It talks about adding stars from the past and using the Thursday show to focus on the Guerrero Malenko Benoit types and give them more time to have better matches or even using ex UFC fighters to give it more of a shooting aura. Oh my God. Based on the things at the meeting and what Bischoff is saying on TV, it seems like his idea is to make nitro a two hour NWO show and the new unnamed AWCW show and to make it seem more like a promotional war between the two for reasons alluded to earlier. That's a risky proposition on Mondays. Yeah. And I would agree. Of course, we know the NWO nitro thing never really came to fruition, probably better for it. You know, sold out seemed like a good idea until you actually did it. And then you're like, ah, that doesn't really work. Yeah. So I, I do think there could have been something to making the thunder show. I'm not going to say like a developmental show, but more of the quote unquote work rate show. Let's showcase yeah. some of these guys, not unlike what NXT was a few years ago. I mean, if it's not that long ago, people talked about NXT as if, you know, it was the greatest wrestling in the world. And then of course, AEW came around and people quit being as excited about those takeovers. And a lot of those stars that you saw at the end, at the NXT shows went to the main roster and their presentation there was just not in line with what you had seen in NXT and, you know, just basically bungled, but it yeah. could have been cool because in this era thinking, just take a look at the Rey Mysterios, the Hooventudes, the Eddie Guerrero's, the Dean Malenko's, the Chris Jericho's, the Chris Benoit's making it a cruiserweight thing is, is that what you're saying making it what AEW is now one badass yeah. match after another right and i'm not saying that in an ugly way i'm just saying let let the the heavyweight players keep doing what they've been doing on nitro right but let's and, and that could be heavy story and that's not to say there wouldn't be stories on the thursday show but man how many fucking balloons are there <laughs> they dropped them uh, over the entrance now they're dropping them from the ceiling all i can think tony is how much money that costs like mm, rigging at the municipal auditorium is expensive. There's not like walkways up there. It's not easily accessible. You got to bring in equipment to get that shit up there. Yeah. It's I'm not exaggerating. They spent $10,000 on balloons here. Yeah. I'd be surprised if it was any less. Yeah. Think about every, that rubber filled with air 10 grand. I know every time I see balloons now. Yeah. Every time. I'm, I'll think back. I'll always remember. Don't know when it was. I don't know what it was, but we were in Jacksonville at, uh, at Daly's place and we dropped balloons and it was a windy day. And they just blew right out. <laughs> they blew right out. I remember that show. Oh man. Oh, that's, that is, that was so fucking hilarious. Now in the grand scheme of things, no, because we spent money. Yes. And we wanted to make it look good. But the fact that I'm looking up and all those blues are going <laughs> out the door. It's hilarious. Yeah, it is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I too, like you said, feel bad knowing that somebody spent a bunch of money. Yeah. Like, dude, I had no idea how much shit like that costs. Yeah. So like, you know, for Ric Flair's last match, I'm like, Hey man, maybe we should have some confetti at the end. Mm-hmm. 
buddy, that was thousands of dollars. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm like, for a little bitty cut off sheets of paper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get Silva's fucking kids out there. <laughs> Just like I can no. Yeah. But you know, in the end you make a call. Right. Well, it's gotta look a certain way. All righty. But even still, Dang. it just blows me away. And now you see the pyro here, and I'm thinking, damn, their gate was seventy five thousand. How'd they pay for all this? No, they didn't. The pyro. They didn't. No. They lost money on this. Lost big money on this show. Which to me, as a small business guy, it's just like it gets all over me. <laughs> Can't be running money losing events. Nope. So how did you like being a wrestling promoter? I want it done, daddy. <laughs> it's funny because, you know, the internet has all these theories. Conrad asked gonna... so-and-so Conrad asked so-and-so. Mm-hmm. No, it didn't. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm not disparaging anybody at all, but buddy, I don't have a last match plan. It was, it was a one-off for Ric Flair. I wanted it to be a cool thing. And I, I feel like we checked the box and I love me some DDP, but we didn't, I didn't say DDP. Here's the business plan. Here's what yeah. we can pay you. Here's the real offer. Now, when I'm trying to convince him to slide into a diamond cutter, I casually say, Hey, and by the way, you want to do one of these one day, but that's as serious as it got. You know what I mean? Sure. But now the internet's like, Oh, Conrad's approaching all these wrestlers. And then there was another old WCW guy who said, yeah, I was approached by Starcast. Eh, I haven't talked to you in three years, so I don't know that that's accurate. Yeah. But you know, I get it's what everybody wants to talk about. It's the topical thing. So y'all have your fun, whatever. I don't yeah. care. Crawl back in your hole. I'm, I'm doing podcasts and mortgages, Tony. Yeah. And by the way, as folks are listening to this, I'm at podcast movement in Dallas. I know you're not able to do it because this year it's on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, Tony's busy that day. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, there's David Crockett in the background. Uh, it's kind of like there's David again. Uh, it's, uh, kind of like the, uh, cauliflower alley club. Love to be able to do that. Yeah. Can't do it. They do Wednesdays. So. Yeah. It's funny because they said, Hey man, we'd love to get Tony Schiavone. And I was like, Hey man, don't do it on Wednesdays. Yeah. He's, you know, my life centers on Wednesdays. It really does. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Come on, man. You know, he's busy that day. Yep. But I think, uh, easy E might be joining me. So we'll have some fun in Dallas this week. Cool. Well, a lot of fans are standing, man. Yeah. Fans are standing, but I have a feeling that the, uh, that the entrances and the balloon drop and the celebration and all that stuff is going to be almost as long as the match. That was a long time getting that match going. Yeah. And there's some silliness afterwards. Oh, I guess, sure. I guess now's a good time to go ahead and catch you up on the, the botched angle, if you will, that oh. Meltzer said just was a plague to, to clashes <clears throat> after the main event, they built to the sting appearance. The angle was built up on Monday that Sting would have to speak to JJ Dillon about what he wanted or WCW was going to break off negotiations with him. As it turned out, JJ wasn't even a part of the planned angle. Sting was on the rafters while the NWO was celebrating a victory in the main event with him was a buzzard. 
The idea was that they would ask Sting what he wanted and the buzzard would fly from the rafters to the ring as the lights in the building were turned off with a note that said Hogan's soul. Okay. Well, somewhere on the buzzard's trek, the note fell out of his clutches and he wound up on the ropes with a group of NWO guys in the ring, trying to avoid outwardly laughing and crying at the screw up with several minutes left to kill and nothing to do on a live television show. Uh, Actually, even if the angle had gone as planned, it would have been a stupid finish to the show. So this is the debut of the buzzard. <laughs> I thought this whole time it was a vulture. Yeah. But Mr. Bird watcher extraordinaire. Yeah. Says, Dave Meltzer. Let us know it was a buzzard. It Thank you, buzzard. Dave. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there you go. He's trying to pick the bones of WCW here. Uh, again, don't don't involve children or animals in your sex life, or <laughs> no, or pro stupid wrestling. Stupid son of a pro wrestling. Either one. Yeah. Not, encur not encouraged. Yes. Wow! Look at that double axe handle. The best. Yeah. I miss the yeah. macho man. Can you imagine how much fun he would be having with wrestling these days? Amazing. Is not he and Eddie Guerrero both? Oh yeah. Eddie would be having a great time. Ooh, look at the fans, buddy. They're so on fire. They are, they are into this. This was, this was the DDP era. Wasn't it? Oh, big time. I mean, this is, I mean, there's really not another way to say it. He's just over like Rover, man. Yeah, man. And it's this feud here in 1997 with Savage that made him. He still, to this day, gives all the credit to Savage. Oh, sure. He does. I've, I've, I've heard of the podcast. I've talked to him about it. Savage knew what he was doing, man. How fun is it to you? When you think about just take a look at this. The relationship he had with, with, with Randy Savage and then with Scott Hall, neither one of them there anymore. Mm -hmm. Miss Elizabeth on the outside. Unfortunately, she's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. And Lex Luger somehow the most positive guy. What a great guy. Yeah. I want to recommend to everybody. We don't normally shield like this, but go out yeah. of your way to see the Lex Luger, a and E biography they did. And Tony, you would love it. You know, Megan doesn't like wrestling, hates everything about it. Yeah. But I convinced her. I said, Hey, this is on Lex. I think you should watch it. She was so glad she did. It's a great story. He approaches life and wrestling in such a different way than you would expect every opportunity to have a cop out an excuse, uh, some bullshit line. And man, Lex just owns his shortcomings and it's refreshing. Mm -hmm. And he's such a positive person. And I know that a lot of that is his spirituality and some of our listeners don't believe whatever I, I understand, but man, how could you not be inspired by the Lex Luger story? Go out of your way to check it out. Highly recommended. I haven't seen it, uh, but I, but I need to. You'll, you'll love it. 
and you'll come away loving Lex Luger. And for that matter, pro wrestling, just the human, you know, I don't even use words like this or phrases like this, but just the human condition. Like there's no way to watch that and not feel some empathy and sympathy and you just all the feels. Okay. Really good stuff. Well, I'm going to check it out. That's a, that's a good recommendation. And by the way, I did see your stupid ass Joe Para talks to you. Mm-hmm. Watch the very first one. Mm-hmm. Got all over me. Mm-hmm. My wife looked at me like I had flame and turns hanging out of my mouth. <laughs> so I'll have to watch the rest when she's not around. Her and Lois have the same take. Yeah, I know. But buddy, it tickled me. Yeah. Just really understated comedy. That's what it is. I'm going to spoil the premise of the first episode. Yeah. He's trying to explain to you the difference in rock formations in his area. That's it's right. as riveting as it sounds. Right. And someone rings the doorbell uh-huh. and says they're there to see his house for the open house. Right. He looks in the yard and realizes someone has now put an open house sign in his front yard. It's not him. He's not selling his house. Right. But he doesn't want to let these people down. Mm-hmm. So he lets these strangers take a look at his house. And then the strangers make an offer. And now he feels as if, well, fuck, I got to sell it to him. Cause I don't want to <laughs> let him down. His house was never for sale. <laughs> and at that moment I texted Tony Schiavone. This is one of the funniest things you've ever recommended. Thank you very yeah. much. Mm-hmm. I love it. Those people who, uh, came to visit his house. Yes. There are big parts of the entire, uh, show and, uh, and actually, uh, the, the, the husband is one of his, uh, producing partners. So, uh, in real life, have you ever seen his stand up about the Buffalo bills? No, you need to on, uh, you need to Google that or go to YouTube okay, and watch Joe Perry. Cause he's a stand up comedian. Okay. Uh, about the Buffalo bills. Just if you're a football fan, you need to, that's, that's worth your time. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah, and of course that show has not been renewed, so that broke my heart. But there's always the whole season, or I guess two seasons, I think. Maybe three seasons, whatever. Anyway, uh, can't recommend it enough. And of course it is on HBO Max as part of, believe it or not, Cartoon Network. So. HBO Max, uh, maybe my favorite streaming app, legitimately. Go. Oh, no question. Without I, question. I saw there's a whole bunch of changes coming too. I'm nervous about that. Mm, I haven't seen that. So, well, they're saying like they're moving away from this scripted or that scripted, or I don't know all the details. I just know that. Well, that's part of discovery. You know, they like the, they yes. like the realities. Yes. Yeah. Which I can say, which I can safely say I've never watched one reality show in my life. Now documentaries love them. I can't get enough of those. By the way, I told you off air. I should tell our listeners now, since we're just recommending random stuff over on Netflix, buddy, they got a barn burner on untold the Manti Teo story. It's called the girlfriend who didn't exist. Holy cow. What a story. My wife was not familiar with that. Wasn't keeping up with sports in that era. Of course I knew because Alabama stomped a mud hole in Notre Dame and walked it dry. Yeah. Uh, So the, the dog should have been in that game. So I just had a, you know, from my purview, what I believed and I didn't have all the information now with all mm-hmm. the information, woo, what a story mm. you'd love it. And I know you'll check it out, but I just wanted to shout it out to our listeners. 
By the way, I'm happy to uh, tell you that uh, I no longer have goose problems at the lake. <laughs> I've had three successful visits to the boathouse. Uh huh. No goose in sight. That you know why? He's he's moved on. He's moved on. He has allowed you to have the lake house. That was nice of him. Shout out to the goose out there. Really appreciate all they've done for us. Uh, also shout out to our good friend, longtime uh, Loki Big Hog Rajiv, who sent me that sign from the London Underground, which is a legit sign. It's yes, not it a joke. Is. Yes, yeah. it is. More fucking balloons, Tony. Yeah. More fucking balloons. I would be worried if I was the animal handler. I'm, I mean, you reckon vultures have spent a lot of time around balloons? Maybe a foreign concept to them. That could be. I mean, I'm sure when he's just flying through Sandy Springs, Georgia, he's not fuck. Oh, look at there. So we see the flyers here that are coming down from the ceiling. The first year NWO two suite. So even though that was the main event, they're teasing, don't go away. There's about eight minutes left in the program. Wow. And they're, you're even saying, you know, we're past the 10 o'clock hour, but stay with us. Nashville mm. has the NWO continues its celebration. As a matter of fact, even though the members have left the ring, they apparently are on their way back here and they are now being led by Eric Bischoff. So the celebration, the birthday they talked about, even though it looked as if WCW was getting the upper hand earlier in this telecast, they have a lot to be happy about right now. This party's not over. Everybody's on their feet, you guys. Look at this thing. They're going to come back to the ring now. At a birthday party. They were just in the ring. Now they're headed back to the ring, this time with Eric Bischoff. Who uh, actually looks pretty cool here with his sunglasses indoors at night. That's normally a douche move, but yep. somehow Eric's pulling it off. Yeah, he's got that. Uh, got the five o'clock shadow coming in. Five yeah. Yeah, he does look cool, doesn't he? Those white teeth just a glowing. Again, here at the Minnesota Tournament in Nashville. So they're killing time here, of course. They're hoping this bird flies down with a note. <laughs> Buzzard. Yeah. What did I say? Bird. Well, it is, right? Yeah, it's a bird. So not what? But I just wanted to say buzzard because I like that term, buzzard. Do you think it was a buzzard or a vulture? Aren't they the same thing? I don't know. Let's look. I think, I think they are kind of. I think isn't. Oh, he's the turkey up. vulture, also known in some North American regions as the turkey buzzard. Hmm. So I'll be damned. All right. Yeah. So it says, uh, in North America, a vulture is a vulture, a, a, a buzzard is a vulture and a hawk is a hawk okay. in the rest of the world. A vulture is a vulture. A buzzard is a hawk and a hawk is sometimes a buzzard. Although they're fuck this, <laughs> fuck all this. Can you imagine if you were an ESL motherfucker trying to figure out what to call this shit? Well, it's this sometimes, but most of the time that, and sometimes not fuck all that. How about the dumbass that wrote that? Uh, in North a America, a vulture is a vulture, a buzzard is a vulture, and a hawk is a hawk. I, by the way, I really wish the Legion of Doom were here so we. A hawk is a hawk. <laughs> Look it up, Shimani. <laughs> Mr. Hall, 
You are, without a doubt, one of the greatest athletes ever to step in to this sport. And I do want to say, on our birthday, our anniversary, it is an honor just to know you. Oh, shucks. I think you're great, too. <laughs> Mr. Nash, what I've learned from you, you couldn't put in a volume of encyclopedias. I want to thank you on our anniversary. I just want to say it's been sweet for the last year to be shagging in the WCW. Rotten, baby! Forget about it. But now we've got a little business we have to take care of. Because in our one-year anniversary, our birthday party, we didn't get the surprise we wanted. We didn't get what we deserve, which is A, our own show. Because if it wasn't for the NWO and moi, none of you people would be here tonight. What's B? Hollywood Hogan sends his love, but he also sends a message. He needs bigger limos and newer Learjets do you hear me, Mr. Ted Turner? It is time for you to pay up. Oh, God. Here we go. Buzzard time. I'm sorry. Is that a hawk or is that a turkey vulture? It's a vulture. It depends or a on buzzard. where we are. Okay. I, I, since we're in North America, okay. I think we can use those terms interchangeably. But we're in Nashville, the south, where they call it a buzzard. That's true. Because, look, it could really actually be a hawk up there. Because I think it's easier to train a hawk than it is a buzzard. How long is this going to happen before something happens? (laughs) This is really long. I I can hear the guys in the truck saying, Cue the buzzard! So we see Sting now. Train buzzard. That buzzard is thinking... What the fuck? When a man's heart is full of deceit, it burns up, dies, and a dark shadow falls over his soul. From the ashes of a once great man has risen a curse, a wrong that must be righted. We look to the skies for a vindicator, someone to strike fear into the black hearts of the same man who created him. The battle between good and evil has begun. Against an army of shadows comes a dark warrior, the purveyor of good, with a voice of silence and a mission of justice. This is Stay. Sting is still... Sting still at the top of the rafters with the bird. Yeah. We're two and a half minutes from the end of the show. All right. It's all black. Some dumbass said with a laser pointer said, look, my laser pointer's on the bird. That's a buzzer. Isn't it a hawk? Are we in North America? Well, now the bird's flying in the darkness. We have just complete blackness here on the program. We have no idea what we're waiting on, what's going on. We hear music. We don't see a doggone thing. Literally seeing nothing. 
when Bischoff had the microphone and he said to uh, Kevin Nash, you have taught me so much. I want to say, Al to kill a promotion. All right. Okay. Where's the fucking bird? He's on the top rope. That's exactly where the guy placed him. And he's just looking at the top turnbuckle. This music's playing. The NWO, who have taken down an entire promotion, are scared shitless by this fucking bird. <laughs> it's not like it's a goose. <laughs> it's a fucking goose. All of them would have run. Bischoff is looking all over to see mm-hmm. if he can see. Does he have anything attached, any message? And, of course, they realize it's not there. Scott Hall's looking around on the ground trying to find something. Nobody knows what the fuck to do. Scott Hall picked up a piece of paper. And worked it. it. Yeah, he worked it, and he said, here. Look, he dropped it. See, Scott Hall, man, is doing a great job. Fucking buzzer going to pick your bones, buddy, but he ain't going (laughs) to. Kevin Nash threatening to hit the bird with the belt. No birds were harmed during the filming of this segment. But they uh, did. There's the note that Scott, that Scott Hall tore up. They're telling the bird, get out of here, bird. Okay, track it. See what the dumbass announcers are saying here. We are tracking it, Tony. We are? That noise is what is happening. Okay, there's no, there's no talk. No. You guys are as dumbfounded as the guys in the ring. And that's it. That's how the last clash of the champions goes off the air with the fucking bird. Yes. Now here's the real question that everybody's going to want to know, and they're going to blow us up on social. So I'm going to ask it now. I know you don't know the answer, but I know if I don't ask, I'm going to get rent online. So here we go. You ready? All right. Yes. Who was the voice of the little kid? Who's little, whose little kid is that? That's gotta be Eric's son. Isn't it? There's no way. Do you think? That's gotta, the first thing I thought of that it was Garrett. I got to ask. Okay. Overall, Tony, that that's it, baby. That's the last clash of the champions. What'd you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Thumbs down. Yeah. Was, okay. Was, sorry. Th- thumbs in the middle. Thumbs in the middle because, uh, Alex Wright and the Ultimo dragon. That was a good match. Eddie and, uh, Jericho were good. Eric Jericho was a good match. The Lucha, the Lucha doors for the short amount of time they had did what Lucha doors do. They were working hard. Mm-hmm. There's some good stuff in there. That's some good stuff, but the end of this thing really kept took a bad taste, a bad taste in your mouth. Well, boys and girls, that'll do it. I can't believe this is real, but uh, we've reached the end of another "What Happened When" with Tony Schiavone, and boy, do we have some fun stuff planned for you. Uh, real quick, Tony, I want to just run through what the next handful of topics might include here on the program. Mm. We got. Uh, World Championship Wrestling from August 29th, 1987, where we see Tully versus Nikita. We'll pick it up a couple of weeks later in September to September 12th, 1987. We'll see Barry versus Arn. We're going to watch in mid-September Fall Brawl 95, which is the last Fall Brawl before the NWO. Uh, And then we'll round out the month of September with some more really fantastic stuff from uh, the Jim Crockett promotions era from September of 87. It'll be Tully and Arn versus the rock and roll express. Fantastic. And then the midnights versus Nikita and Barry. So lots of fun stuff coming. And then, well, some not so great stuff. Halloween havoc, 1999, the first pay-per-view with Vince Russo, I believe is what we'll do in October. 
And then we're even going to think about doing WWF world tour 1990, which I think is a video home, a VHS release that you actually helped put together. So, and I also think I was, uh, I was there for those matches. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think if I'm right, Lord Alfred and I are on the call. Can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun, lots of fun stuff coming your way. And of course we're, we're gearing up because in real life, you and I are getting ready to go do our thing in Chicago, not just for all out, not just for rampage, not just for dynamite, but also low key, big hog weekend, top guy weekend, lots of fun stuff planned coming your way. And of course you get all these shows early and ad free over at adfreeshows.com. But what you really need to know is that unfortunately all good things must come to an end, including this show, Tony, it looks like it's about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, up in the rafters, take a look. It's Dave Silva and on his hand is a goose. That's not just a, a, a regular goose. That's a Canadian goose. And that is not a hawk. And that is not a turkey buzzard. That is a fucking Canadian goose. And oh my God, the, the, the walkway breaks and Dave Silva is plunging down, straight down. Oh, that's okay. He lands on the set of dinner in a movie and he lands in the salsa. Ha! Ah, who would have known? We are definitely out of time. See you next week on What Happened When. We come to you. Wednesdays on Cumulus, but Mondays exclusively and ad-free on Patron, patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, adfreeshows.com. Hey, Tony, before I go, I forgot to tell you, did you see Corey Ryan Forrester's social media this week? No, thank God. Go check it out. He had a, a, a video go viral where he was running through the cost of foods these days. And he had mm-hmm. funny names for what the foods were. Yep. And when he hit one, I think it was the third one. I immediately stopped watching and texted him. This is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. He pulled a banana out of the refrigerator and called it a monkey popsicle. We'll see you next week right here on what happened when.